For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Friday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep, Spencer Israel. Joel Conan is here, but as you can see, he's not at his desk, but I promise he's here. Dennis Dake with me this morning. Uh, what are we going to talk about today? Well, what do you think? Earnings, uh, Disney was a big one yesterday. Cisco was a big one yesterday. DraftKings was a big one this morning. We'll talk about all that. We'll talk about the continued uh, or continuing the idea from yesterday or Dennis's idea from yesterday, which is why I made why may now may be a time to potentially nibble in some reopening stocks. I definitely want to talk about these Chinese EV names. They just keep on rallying. You cannot stop names like LI and XPEV. They go up every day. Candy as well. Uh, so we'll talk about those. We'll take questions from our chats. We'll do that before our guest, who is going to be Jason Rasnick on at 845. Before I throw it to Joel, I want to remind you all to show us some love. Hit that like button. We appreciate that. Joel, how are we doing this morning in the S&P futures? Oh, he's on mute. Hold on one second. Let's unmute him. We're doing good here on Friday the 13th for all you scaredy cats out there. Uh, the S&Ps are down or up 23.75 handles, 56 and a quarter. Uh, a little dip um, in the after hours trading. We'll talk to Triple D about that. And then had a nice rally. And we got a nice number on top. I'm going to make this the number of, I'll say them for the remainder of the month, 35.69. That was our all-time closing high in September and kind of flirted with it on Wednesday. And that's your current high. So that's, that's a big number to me. Uh, crude in the red by 82 cents. I guess a little bit here on uh, fears of another lockdown. Gold up 13.40 at 1886.70. Silver up. Almost 39 cents at uh, 24.70. And Bitcoin up 80 bucks, 16,320. Triple D, you know one thing about this uh, this uh, Bitcoin rally? Yeah. It's like a real rally. You know I what know. I mean? It's like buying. And, and, and I'm not in. I tried to get in on my, I tried to get in the day Mark Yusko came on our show that morning. I put my order for GBTC and it gapped up through my price and it never came back and it got me. I was, I think, at sixteen seventy-five. I was trying to buy, and it ran up right through that price. And I think it's like over. Where's GBT saying it now? Over eighteen. Yep, eighteen. Ah, so I just missed it. Um, hoping for a pullback here. I am buying the pullback in Bitcoin. I am a believer in Bitcoin. We inevitably always seem to get some type of a pullback, so I will wait for a pullback. But when we get the pullback, I intend to strike. I've never bought Bitcoin before. But I'm going to do it through the GBTC because, like I said, I'm going to forget my 16-digit character. I don't want to lose all my money. So You know what's interesting about Bitcoin? 
um, one of the, the biggest tells that we were in a bubble in when, what, 2017 was if you just go to Google Trends and you look at search traffic for Bitcoin. Search traffic for Bitcoin today, if you just literally search for the term Bitcoin in Google, is not that high. It's, it's actually uh, in line with where it's been pretty much right. for the majority. Of we're the not in a bubble here yet. We're I not, think it's just getting ready to go. A bubble. Right. That's my point. We're getting ready to go. What's going to happen when uh, the, the Google search trends for Bitcoin go up to like a two or three year high, which could happen here. So, and, and what happens then? So that's my point is I, I pay attention to, to Google search trends and uh, I'm, I'm using that as like an indicator here. So right now, that's Chris Camilo's, his whole strategy, social herb. Right. I mean, watching the trends, watching the social trends, watching the social media, watching the Google trends and seeing what people are starting to talk about. I mean, there's money to be made there. That's just new Jason Rasnick, same type of, of, of trade in just looking at what, what are people, where is it going? What are we talking about? I mean, that social herb strategy works. Yep. So I would just keep an eye for for Bitcoin specifically. I'd keep an eye on the Google search trends because right now it is, it is, it is even, it's flat, right? It's going up a little bit, but not, not as much as the actual price. So that could be a catalyst here going forward. That's my point. We got to make up a name for that. The Google Spencer search indicator. I'm not taking credit. Lots of people do that. I'm not. uh, That's GS. That's a common thing that, that many people use, but I just wanted to point that out for our listeners. Um, Let's start off with earnings here, though. Can, sure. we, can we start with Disney? This is a very house of mouse. This is a very interesting report. I didn't get the sell-off that I wanted. I wanted a sell-off so I could buy it. I was hoping. I was like, cross my fingers. Like, come on in, fill the gap. I'm going to actually buy Disney at 125. And it goes the other way. So I guess we, got, we wait. So very interesting report here. The story with Disney is that half their business is getting absolutely crushed. And the other half is doing pretty well. So overall, the headline numbers, Q4 adjusted EPS, they lost 20 cents per share, which is bad, but it's still better than the 71 cent loss estimate. Sales beat the estimates 14.7 versus $14.2 billion. So what worked and what didn't work? Uh, Parks, experiences, and products, as you can imagine, getting killed down 61% year over year. Uh, Studio entertainment down 52% of a year. So that's what didn't work, right? Parks and studios. What did work? Media networks and direct-to-consumer. Media networks, was uh, revenue was up 11% year over year. A lot of that was due to uh, ABC and the political advertising on that, uh, on that channel. And direct-to-consumer revenue up 41% year over year. A lot of that due to Disney+. Plus. Speaking of Disney+, Plus, we are now one year into that experiment. Oh, you can't really call it an experiment. But one year since the launch of Disney+, Plus, they are at 73 0.7 million subscribers, which was better than the 65 million dollar uh, million subscriber estimate. It also r- flies on the face of the original guidance. If you go back a year ago uh, to Disney's uh, investor call or their prediction from when they first launched Disney Plus a year ago, they said we're hoping for between 60 and 90 million subs by 2024. Well, it's a year later and we're already there. All right. So it's again, 73 million subs on Disney plus a uh, big number for them. And that's 73 million subs gained in a year. If, if you look at how many subs Netflix has gained in a year, it's like 55 or 50. So they're out getting Netflix. They've outgained Netflix this year. I mean, it's a bit of an apples oranges thing because Netflix obviously had a 10 year head start, but uh, point still stands with Disney. Half the business is getting creamed. Half the business is doing really well. I mean, they just give them the pass because of Disney Plus. And you think about if they didn't have Disney Plus, oh. where would the stock be? 
I mean, it's going to get a premium to other reopening plays because it's Disney, but I think it's under a hundred bucks without Disney plus. So, cause that's the story oh, that has kept the story that way, has kept the stock way, up. Way so there's under. people and there's people here on CNBC and there's people saying, um, you know, even last night talking about, well, if they ever give Disney the Netflix, you know, premium, they're, if they ever start valuing Disney Plus as they do Netflix, this Disney's going to skyrocket. I argue that they're already giving it the Netflix premium because I think the stock would be, like you said, under $100, $90 without Disney Plus. So you have a huge, huge premium for Disney Plus. And let's be dead honest here. Disney Plus is not Netflix, not even close to Netflix. I have both. They don't get any new content. Yes, we just got The Mandalorian, but the content you come out, Netflix is like dozens of new shows every week. Disney, it's like, oh, what's new this month? Oh, there's like three shows. They well, don't have con- enough content. I've complained about this before. So you are on, not going to keep new, those subscribers. On, on the new content front, they said they're not going to pay out their semi-annual dividend this year, and that's part of that is so they can invest more in content. So Good. I mean, they've got to get more content on there because like, I'm, my one-year subscription is coming up, and I'm seriously thinking, am I going to cancel it? Because I, I'm going to watch the rest of The Mandalorians, and I like that. But, I mean, for the most part, the content, there's just not, it, when it came out, it was awesome because you're watching all these old shows that you hadn't seen before. But there's just not that much new stuff coming out there. Netflix, you can always find something to watch. If I just had Disney+, Plus, I'd be like, I've already watched what I want to watch on there because there's not enough new content coming out. So I think they're giving them the premium because they got all these subs and just looking at these numbers, but I don't think the product has the content. I think the product's good, but it needs more content. So hopefully they focus on that. Start bringing us five, 10 new shows a week. You know, that's what Netflix does. I mean, Netflix, not all of the shows are great, but there's always something to watch. And the documentaries they do are excellent. I mean, I think the Netflix content is while superior, at least from a number standpoint, you can find something to watch than Disney Plus. So am I paying $140 for Disney where it was last year? No. Like I said, it got back down to 120, 125 area. I probably would be a buyer there because that's more of a reopening uh, trade, which we will get to there in a second. But it gets the pop here. I'm not buying the pop. A nice pop. The headline pop took you into the 145 handle. Uh, and that was 145.46. And just based on what I'm seeing now, I don't think we got the gas to get up back up to that area. I think you're going to have to pick another level ahead of that. You are trading above yesterday's high. Just kind of hanging at 140. So if you're buying this thing off the open, you lose 140. You got to recognize that you do have some considerable downside. Uh, I'll even go with 142 right now. Uh that was the pop uh, about 7 o'clock this morning. So I use that as resistance. I take the highs in. I'm not sure if it's going red. If you're looking for a gap fill, uh, the top of yesterday's range was at 138.46. I'll call that support for now. So jumping back over, might as well just fly through these earnings really quick here. we got about four big ones I want to talk about. Let's sure. go DraftKings from this morning, though, because that one's exciting. Um, I traded my DraftKings in for Penn Gaming for the simple reason is that I think the DraftKings, and we know I had DraftKings long too, and obviously maybe I should have stayed long both of them, but I think the Penn Gaming's valuation is a lot more attractive than the DraftKings, and they have the Barstool Sports, which I like as well. So I traded my DraftKings for Penn Gaming, but um, DraftKings getting a nice lift. It's helping Penn as well. 
Yeah, right. So their losses widened, uh, their EPS missed, their sales beat. But the big headline here is their guidance. They raised their fiscal year adjusted sales guidance. Uh, they raised it by uh, about $40 million on the low end of the range, which came in above the estimate, though. So they raised the guidance for this year and actually for next year. So they raised their fiscal sales guidance for the next two calendar, new two fiscal years. I believe in the gaming story. That's why I bought DraftKings, and then I was like, eh, I'd rather own Penn Gaming. I talked myself back out of it. I didn't want to own them all. I own the LCA. So there's three plays that, and if there's other plays out there, like I know the indirect ones you guys have talked about before, but of the direct plays, I believe we've got DraftKings, Penn Gaming, and LCA. I own LCA. I believe in the story, and I think once you get that SPAC merger there, I think people are going to start talking about this one too. So I love LCA. Still long it. It's right where I bought it. I bought it around thirteen dollars. Had the nice run to eighteen. Wish I would have sold it and rebought it, but I didn't. I just held it the whole time. So I'm about scratch on that. DraftKings. I bought, sold. I traded in for Pen Gaming. Like I said, I still like the Pen Gaming story. I think Barstool Sports is going to carry the stock higher in the future. Dave Portnoy is not going away. So, I mean, you're, if you're long in both of these stocks, if, if you believe in the story, I think both of these stocks can really go higher. Um, am I buying DraftKings up 10%? No, I'd wait for a pullback. I keep an eye on 14 uh, for that LCA. That's what you need to clear to get over there. Uh, we're trading right at the highs of the pre-market session. So I'm not going to tell you that uh, the pre-market high is in by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, you just traded 45.80. Uh, I put the 50% here. It was a long, it was a painful, uh, actually the all time high was a little bit higher than that, but uh, you can figure out that 50% retracement um, on the day. It's going to come in right around 48, 49. Uh, the next daily high that you have to contend with is 46.53. So I would keep an eye on that. If you're looking for another target, you want a little bit more, you want it up five and a quarter, look for that. Um, the next high after that is uh, way up at 48.47. I don't see that on the radar, but I think the longer you take to clear 46.53, the more you get a little chance of uh, you know rolling over and giving some of this back. I'm not I'm not chasing it here either. And then we had Cisco last night, the dog of all dogs, barks <laughs> for one day. So give us the numbers for Cisco. Yeah, this was surprising to me because I I, I looked at the chart at like five o'clock now 445 and i said oh highs in and we're done i'm calling it we're going to be back at 39 by the by the open tomorrow well that was wrong um so there, we are still we're off the high but not by much cisco's uh earnings uh q1 just eps 76 cents versus a 70 cent estimate sales 11.9 versus 11.85 billion dollars q2 eps guidance coming in just a couple cents above the estimate and sales guidance is going to be flat uh to down two percent year over year no real surprise for cisco they very routinely beat actually they always beat their estimates on their earnings and sales. So. They always come on, they beat. It's just a matter of sentiment towards not only Cisco, but sentiment towards value because this is classic value tech, 3.47% dividend. So you know what? Hindsight Capital is 2020, but I wish I would have been thinking about this yesterday because it's the kind of stock that they're gravitating through to a, to a certain extent here in the last week, you know, the value trade. I know in the last couple of days it's been the tech trade, but this, there, there's a whole new thought towards value stocks right now. And the thought is that, hey, you know, some of these value stocks might come back. So I don't know if I'd necessarily short Cisco. Normally, you see a Cisco pop, like you said, you just short it because it's free money and it just comes right back down. But because the sentiment towards value stock is, stocks is somewhat turned, um, I'm probably not shorting. I'm not chasing up 7%, but got back to 40, maybe you take a flyer. 
But again, it's Cisco, and I just don't want to own Cisco. I, uh, I'll comment on Cisco in a second, but uh, we got a new comment here from Al Bailey. I'm going to throw him to the wolves here. <laughs> Dennis, what moving averages do you use? None. <laughs> don't believe in it. It's lagging indicator. So I want to be earlier in the move than that. I don't want to be late in the move. By the time the moving averages start crossing or going over, or you're looking at trends. Maybe this works for your longer term traders. I'm shorter term than that. It doesn't work for day trading. Not in my opinion. Yeah, I think it, it, it can really work for swing trading. Maybe. For trades you're making with uh, for a couple of weeks or a couple of months time horizon. Maybe. Longer Maybe. But, but for day trading, um, yeah, I, I don't know too many day traders that. that well, if you if it works, they should make it shorter. If they make it yeah, shorter, yeah, you can, you can, you can adjust those to a you know intraday basis. But I just think it's all noise, and I think you're chasing always to a certain extent. I, I'm just, it's just not for me. Um, okay. Like I said, and and technicals to a certain extent. Like I love technicals, I love charts, I like talking the charts, but it's not my go-to. I mean, we know me. I've talked about if you listen to the show for anything more than you know. A few months, I'm about relationships. I make my money by extracting alpha from inefficiencies within relationships. And there's not as many traders doing that type of stuff. Like not, you don't hear a lot of, you know, retail guys saying, oh, check out the relationship. You know, this is blowing out versus this. You know, like on a day like this, DraftKings, I was buying LCA. I'm buying extra LCA because this morning it was trading not even up. So I'm like, DraftKings should lift LCA. It should lift Penn Gaming. So, you know, whether, you know, and, and it's, and it's, it is to a certain extent. Now the, the leader always leads. I always used to say when you're trading, you know, earnings and it's about pairs trading here, I'm not going to give you a whole lesson on pairs and I don't want to go into a long tangent, but usually the leader is three to four to one to the laggard. So if the leader's up 8%, the other stocks and sectors will be up two to three, depending, unless it's a UPS FedEx, which is a more pure relationship, though that usually tracks like two to one. So FedEx reports goes up 10%. You can expect a 5% pop in UPS. Those quantitative relationships is how I make my money. If UPS is only up three, I would buy it, expecting it to go up more um, if a relative to FedEx. So, I mean, that's all little intricate relationships that I've made my money on for decades. So uh, that's, that's how it. I trade. Okay. And oscillators as well. Someone asked about that. That's in the same category for me. You guys know I'm an old school, high, low. Closes are important too. I really think of multiple closes it and is. consolidation. But we'll, we'll cover that. In, uh, we don't in use special. a lot of indicators here on pre-market prep. Uh, something's 42. I mean, you snuck over 42 in Cisco on that initial surge. You went to 42.38. I think you just got a lot of congestion here. I'm not going to say 42 is going to be the high of the day or the low of the day, but man, you, after you had that big drop from 48 to 42, a lot of people bought that stock at 42. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you know what I mean? They were like, okay, you know, we're going to fill the gap. And then, and then they just got teased for two or three weeks and they got slammed It held 40 and like, okay, 40 is going to be okay. You know, and it's going to hold 38. Oh, no, it didn't hold 38. So I just yeah. look at all that consolidation there, and it just tells me, you know, if I got caught in the 48, dropped to 44, and then 42, and then 40, and then 38, I, I'd be looking at that 42. I'm like, I just don't think it's just going to blast through there and fill the gap. But uh, if you're looking I, I for 4238 pre market high, I concur. Next. All right. So there's a few more on the earnings front. I don't know. Let's do Pal Palantir. Okay. Because this is a stock that everybody's trading, everybody loves. And this stock has been all over the place after the report. I mean, all over the place. Look at this after hours chart. Give us the numbers, Mr. Israel. 
Yeah, I don't have any good estimates for you because it's their first report as a public company. I'll just I'll tell you what they said. They said uh, the Q3 EPS they lost 94 cents per share last quarter. Sales of 289. The sales are more comparable. Sales of 289 million versus 279 million dollars. They gave some sales guidance for the entire fiscal year. That was a smidge above the estimate. Um, and yeah, so I think they also said something about uh, signing a new uh, a new contract with the U.S. Army. I, I may have passed my passed on by my feed, but yeah, it first reports a public company. You, you can never really glean too much from that because we don't really have much to go off of. Show us that after hours chart, Mr. Alconan, because I saw the stock get whacked and then I saw it rally significantly and then yep. I saw it get whacked again. Yep. Let's see it. Chart us. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at it, marveling at it, and I'm not sharing it with you guys. Uh, boom, boom. There you go. Uh, pop to 17, down to 15, down to 13.50, and then cow. you're coming back off to 13. Maybe the uh, the 60-minute illustrates it better. Uh, my only technical oh, comment. I like, I like that other chart. We still have a rating on there from the other day. <laughs> or did you just write that now? Momentum was, traders take over initial high, triple bottom. I like all that stuff. That's uh, what we were you, talking about. You obviously that, don't though. read my articles that I write. I every read day. your articles. No, you don't. You would have known that was in them. the article. It, it's, it's fine. <laughs> That's busy. a nice chart. I love all that. <laughs> It's fine. We, we know that Dennis doesn't listen to when I talk or read Joel's articles. It's okay. <laughs> Come on. I, I read everything. I listen to everyone. Okay. Okay. Uh, the only I could. I love make, the rating. You know what? I, I am such a dummy. I, I've had this capability on TradeStation for like 100 years. And I don't know if Gary's in the chat today, but, you know, he finally was like, Joel, I can teach you how to do this. And I'm like, well, are you going to charge me? And he said, no. And I said, okay. And then, so I started working. It took a couple different um, lessons, but it's easy as hell. And I feel ignorant because all my articles would have been so much better. But better sorry for that. Picture's worth a thousand words. Yeah. Initial high. I should have put a picture of Kenny Glick right there, you know, because that was the the high. Yeah. And then it came down. It took it out, right? Yeah. And then the Momos are like, hey, baby, I'm getting in. And now, I mean, if this thing came back to 1150, I would load the boat. I would, I, or not load. I, I don't want to use that term. I don't want Dennis to get mad at me. If it, if it came back down to 1150. Loading the boat's okay. Mortgaging the house, not so much. Okay. All right. <laughs> I mean, as far as where it's going to go today, I, you know, um, I look at the parallels that it had the last two sessions and I'll look at that. I guess it's resistance, right? Because we're trading now. So keep an eye on 1440. That could be some resistance today. Uh, but longer term, I'd love to see it back at 1150. I, I don't know where it's going from here, but all I want to say is six days ago, and chat, I'm going to bring this to you too and throw this at everybody, including Mitch. When you see a stock breaking out to new all-time highs five days before earnings, please let me know. If you see that happening, a stock breaking out to new all-time highs five days before earnings, that is one of the best setups you can possibly get because one, it's like all the ducks in a row. I love owning stocks three to five days before they report because there's that natural alpha you can extract from a run-up before an event, before the earnings event in this case. But when you get them breaking out to new all-time highs, look at the money that was made from 12 and it went to 17 yesterday. You're talking about, you know, we talked about there's a 50% move up in the stock, almost a 50% move, 45%. 
in five trading sessions. So let me know next time you see this setup. We want to, we should, I always put on my what's coming up for the earnings and I kind of look, should go through those charts too. And when you see those breakouts happening five, three, four, five days before earnings, those are nice setups. And that's when you get long and the, and the time to sell it was before it reports because the earnings is always a coin flip. Mitch, what do, you, what do you got on that? I really like how you're bringing this up, Dennis. Um, what I've been you talking about. got one about... for me right now? Are you that well, fast? What... <laughs> is he that, that fast? This Mitch guy is awesome. <laughs> no, but what I've been talking about in the chat is actually this same topic, you know, and, and taking your data and looking for patterns. You know, it's so important, especially if you're a day trader, to take your data and look for other patterns and find those. Like Dennis just gave one out. Start taking the data. You might find an edge. And I think that's so important for traders to keep taking data, take more data, and you'll find those edges. It's, a, it's just an informational edge on, you know, you've got the information that the event's coming up and we told you that they typically, there's alpha to extract from buying stocks before an event and selling just, them before the actual too, event. Another thing too, Triple D, who cares about the report? Well, that's just it. All I You're care is that it's reporting. All yeah. I care is that it's reporting and there'll be expectations like, oh, this Palantir could be really good. Maybe I should get into this. And that will drive the stock up. And obviously yesterday what happens is it just got crowded. I mean, you had one, two, three, four, five days was going up, up, up. And then they pull the rug out from under price and profit taking potentially before the event because people are like, you know, I gapped up another dollar up to 17 at the open. And some people are like, okay, time to ring the register because, you know, we just went up 45% in four days right before the event. So sometimes you do see those things reverse, but the sweet spot is at like three to five days before the event. If you see a stock breaking out to new highs or not even new all time highs, but new, like, you know, three month highs or new six month highs where it can get some momentum going. And you don't have the overhead supply issue. A uh, good point here in the chat from estimated profit. Um, far That's a new one. Estimated profit. Far, like far fetch. FTCH fits that description. I think Dennis, they had earnings last night. Uh, they broke out did the same thing yeah yeah same and, thing and then broke out after we needed this five days ago though because <laughs> now no the no no okay maybe five days ago but uh, if i brought this to you a couple of days if i brought this to you on say monday you would have said oh look at, i already missed the move probably yeah yeah they <laughs> needed it 10 days ago <laughs> yeah. so anyway but when it broke out to, again the breakouts breakouts starting to work again breakouts hadn't been working but on these new ipos i mean the stocks that have just listed this year so take your 2020 list i'm doing it i'm, I'm giving you all the strategies here right now this morning take your 2020 ipo spac list and look at them all and look at what's breaking out to new highs and then you know if you've got a setup where it's got an event coming in three to five days you know, and obviously we're coming out of earnings season, so maybe this would have been a better strategy to talk about a month ago. But, you know, it can work for next quarter, too. You get these stocks breaking out. The breakouts are working on the new IPOs. Not even if they have an event. Breakouts are flat out working on the new IPOs and on the new SPACs. So breaking out to new all-time highs, those are working on those kind of stocks. They're not working on all stocks, but they're working on those kind of stocks. All right. Uh, what else? There was just a couple more. We had Applied Materials and we had Dillard's and we had Unity Report last night. Do we, do we care about it? Applied Materials, quick. We'll give it like 10 seconds. All right. Well, they beat on their earnings and they beat on their sales and they gave uh, good guidance. So It's been running. Wow, what a run for Applied Materials from 56 to 76. I was just way overdone for that stock. It's lifting a bit, but I think the high's in. I think 76 is uh, 75.93, the high from four days ago. I don't think it's going through there. Focus first on 72.24. You want to get through that. That was uh, the pre-market high. 
or after hours high, now struggling. I don't know, something just, I don't have an exact number there. But I don't know, 72 seems like to be the swing level for that. And you, and even if you get above 72, you got a lot of people got caught hole in the bag here. When it, you know Their breakouts are great until they're not. And that this day, everyone was loading in looking for 80. So keep an eye, pre-market high 72.24. That would be for AMAD. And what, what are they chip? Oh, I'm, I'm going to look yeah, really stupid here. It's chips. LRC, Applied Materials, LRCX. That's your okay. pair. Those two stocks go together. There's so many different chips. So there's like relationships within the chips themselves. Applied Materials, LRCX work really well together. So write that one down too. Giving out all my strategies today. Barbecue chips, potato chips, sun, sour cream and onion. <laughs> those, those trade together too, Joel. <laughs> okay. And Hostess. Now, we're actually coming into the retail portion of our earnings season. And I know oh, I got to dial up Ryan. I know this because we got Dillard's, and I didn't even realize they were on the calendar, but we got Dillard's last night. And their earnings per share uh, was, was really good. There must be some adjustments there. Their sales missed the estimate uh, by a little bit. Mixed report, Dillard's is up this morning. It's always a dangerous stock to short because it's thinner and this thing can do whatever the hell it wants. I've seen this stock just do crazy things like rally 20% a day. I've seen this thing rally 10% and then give it all back. It's random walk theory when you're trading Dillard's a day after earnings, meaning this thing can go anywhere. I'm not going to try to make a call because I've seen this stock do some wild things on earnings. Uh, uh, man, I'll be after the fact, Jack, on this one. Uh, why the hell did it go over 60? Was that an upgrade? No, that was – oh, what was that? Yeah, that's a good question, actually. Why did it go – it, it was something. It was 49 to 61 back on was, October 12th. I'll tell you what that was. Guidance? Nope. That was a new investment from a, from a big fish. A uh, Really? 13G filing uh, showed a just under the 6% threshold, a passive <laughs> in, in, in dealers. Uh, from a hedge fund. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> if you see your stock pop 12% on a hedge fund, that we probably, it's not Warren Buffett. On a thin stock. Yeah, sell, ring the register, and wait for it to come back in. And it took a whole two days before it came all the way back in. So crazy. Uh, Don't chase. Don't but chase. then it comes Don't down, chase. and the reason I'm mad at myself is it if I've been looking at this thing, it came all the way back down and filled the gap. It came all the way back down from that day, and 45 filled the gap. Everyone didn't know which way to lean into the report. That was that's kind of textbook technical. Now I don't know how high it's going to go now, but you know, 45, you're risking into the report. But uh, well, this thing even got out of control, Dennis. This thing got up to 49. 37. It always gets out of control. Dillard's is a wild child. I have been burned so bad saying, oh, Dillard's up 10% on this report. This is overdone. And then it goes up 20. So I have been burned fading Dillard's. Dillard's is like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hands off trading Dillard's the day after earnings because it is thin and it is wild. All right, the, uh, the chat is asking about these EV names. and Oh, my God, they just I, took off yesterday. I, I want to go there as well. Uh, sure. the, ca the catalyst here, the, the headline here this morning was from the Lee Auto, L-I. They gave their deliveries for the third quarter uh, and in – uh, in uh, well, yeah, in October. So uh, they delivered uh, 8,660 Lee ones in the third quarter. Uh, about half of those, little little under half, are during October. They see Q4 deliveries within the 11,000 to 12,000 unit range. Uh, whether you're looking at LI or you're looking at Neo or you're looking at XPEV, you're looking at KNDI. 
they Fisker, all, Solo. Yep. They all these things are all hot again. I mean, this is what they do. They the story cools for a little bit. You think, oh, okay, maybe this is it. You know, it's when in some ridiculous moves, and then they just explode again. I mean, there's just so much love for anything EV. Like I said, you know, on the show a couple days ago, I do believe four and GM are going to be major players here, but they just don't get the love because they're not the storied stocks and they're owned by everybody. So it's tougher because they can't just explore. I mean, Neo is over fifty dollars now. Uh, it's unbelievable. I sold, I sold my Neo at forty three because I felt like it was going to break down. It did. It did. It went to 38 after I sold it. And then I went and double bottom to 38. And I guess when it double bottom, you have to get back in. You just cannot stay out of these things because yeah. now it's 51 or you just hold and don't look at it. Just hold your breath too. XPEV. I've had multiple people, including Spinner. We're talking about this stock a month ago and it has exploded as well. So congratulations to everybody who's owned XPEV. I did not participate in that one. I was in the Fisker. I've sold it. I felt like it was overdone here now. And it's just, you know, it's continues to go to solo story. That one had cooled off, but it found the bottoms. And now the story is hot again. And KNDI candy technologies hasn't really started yet. Maybe this one's going to go here too. unbelievable moves in EV. Um, what about Nikola who gets left out? You know, obviously, um, you know, we know there's been a lot of bad press around it, but it's just sitting here, Nikola. <laughs> look, look. I wouldn't want to be short Nikola right now. Would this you? Is, this is yeah. the price. This is the price that you pay for being first. And and I, I sorry. So actually, Tesla was really first. But in 2020, if you look at what what drove like the EV craze, the EV mania six months ago, it was Nikola, right? They were in the driver's seat. The, yeah, for sure. They were the first ones through the door in terms of like 2020 stocks ev stocks ripping higher tesla is sort of like its own beast tesla is so far ahead in my mind and so far ahead of everyone else that you know they're like there's like a mile between them and everyone else but if you look at these like these newer stocks nicola was the first one through the door this year this is the price that you pay the first one through the door often gets the biggest rally at the beginning and then gets punished they get punished for that rally later on, right? It happened to cannabis stocks in 2017, 2018 with Canopy and Afria and Aurora. You get punished for that initial rally. That's what's happening with Nikola here. I think I wouldn't buy this with your money. You know, I'm torn here because you actually have a technical setup and you, you have a nice out. Obviously, the low of the move was 16.15. That's a long ways down. But the low of the recent move just three days ago, 17 to 18. And we're hitting here just hanging out at 20. If the, it, there's, there's two ways to look at it. One, this hasn't participated in the last two-day rally in EVs, and that's a major concern. Or is it a catch-up trade and just needs a headline from GM? I mean, maybe it's waiting to see. I mean, you get the positive headline from GM that, hey, you know, um, and obviously we, we know they're still trying to do a deal and they still potentially do have the deal with GM. Where Do we know where we're at on that, Spencer? Like recently, oh. I know I saw the GM CEO interviewed on something a, a few weeks ago, and they still talked very positively about Nikola, despite a lot of yeah. uh, the other shenanigans from who was the guy that they got rid of and had all the problems. Trevor, Trevor Milton. But yeah. There but he's no, gone now. He's right out of the picture, right? The update is there is no update. They're still doing their due diligence, whatever that means. So, I mean, this is now a binary event. Do they get this deal with GM or not? No. I, I mean, who owns these cars? 
Does anybody in the chat own any of these cars from any of these companies? Well, Nikola doesn't make it. No, they only don't make have cars. They, they push down a hill. They don't make anything. Well, they only yeah, it's a concept, and they have to put, roll the truck down the hill. No, I know, I know. That's true. <laughs> but the, like these Li and XPV and stuff. I don't think any of them make cars yet, Joel. I don't think you can. I, I, I think they're I, you all. You know what? Concepts. I'm thrown in the towel. I'm get. I'm giving in. <laughs> Everyone is going to be driving Chinese electrical vehicles. Neil. I am selling everything in my portfolio. <laughs> I am buying these stocks because. This is sarcasm. This is sarcasm alert. Hashtag sarcasm. sarcasm. <laughs> to be clear, these companies do. They, they are. They have cars, right? Neo has cars. I just said LI. Who wants? Who in the chat owns a car from one of these companies? That's what I want to no, know. No one. Unless we have listeners from China. But uh, I'm does sure Neo we do. Sell, can we get a Neo? Have you ever seen a Neo in North America? There's got to be. Or is there no? They're just only in China. I haven't seen them. Do anymore. we have Neos over here? What's a Neo car look like? I already did I, this. I, I like tripled my money in it. And I don't even know what the hell the car <laughs> looks like. They're pretty cool looking cars. I mean, they only delivered. I got to Google Neo cars. All right. Look, in, show in, a picture of Neo in, cars. I'm in, going. In I'm August, going. I've done this before. Here's what I'll say about Neo. In August, they delivered 4,000 cars in a month. The odds are you're not going to see one on the road, right? They're not that popular. I don't think that's the point, though. What's the market cap of this puppy delivering 4,000 cars? I mean, we know the growth is potentially there. They are. There, but... there I, I got them out. Can you all see them? Yeah. There's the, yeah. They all look cool. They are. They do look cool. They look way cooler than Tesla. Oh, oh don't say that. <laughs> Mine. Honestly, I'm not that impressed they all look with the look cool. of the Teslas. Uh, those are some cool-looking cars. Maybe I should re it back in this thing. I shouldn't have sold it. I wish you would have shown me that last week when I sold my Neo stock. <laughs> I, I have shown this before. Yeah. I, have anyway, I don't think I've ever even looked at the stocks. This market cap is $66 billion? Is that right? It's worth $66 billion? Yeah, Dennis. $66 billion? It's going to be $65.5 billion when I invest in it. Is that worth more than General Motors? I, I don't know. Probably. Just don't it's listen Neo to worth me. More than General Motors. Just don't listen to me on electric cars. That's all I have to full yeah, disclosure. General Motors is fifty six billion. Neo is worth more than General Motors. But it's a technology company, right? Neo is a technology company and it's gonna take over everything. Can I, I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Fifty six billion? Let's Holy say mackerel. let's Valuations say don't matter, I guess. Okay, let's but. say you buy this one. Okay. Do you see where my cursor is? Okay. Right? What if you buy that and that door doesn't work? What? No, what if you buy sure. that car? Well, then you and- call the company and you have them fix the bloody door. What about That's the guy? Ga- do. Now, George, cool at the, at the gas sta- George at the gas station that fixes my stuff, the very easy stuff, wouldn't know what the hell to do with that. He would never get a part. I, I, I just... Actually, there's a good point here um, with, you know, who's fixing the cars because I asked my buddy who, my buddy, Dell, he owns his own auto shop. And I was like, he's like on the Teslas and stuff. He's like, I don't even know what to do with those. (laughs) So (laughs) you wonder the mechanics like, um, you know, and obviously they're going to be learning. Maybe that's not the case anymore. This was like a year ago. So maybe it is because there is Teslas out there now. But I mean, you have a problem and you got to basically go to Tesla, right? You're not just going to your, you know, okay, yeah, let's go fix this battery issue here. I mean, you're not just taking to your local mechanic. It's basically going back to Tesla. 
So there is, you know, an issue, I guess, if you buy a Neo car and it's only in China and you got to go all take the car back to China to get it fixed. I would just say the first time I drove a Tesla last year, I felt so dumb because I couldn't even figure out how to, how to open the door to get out. What about I the couldn't manual? either. I did the same thing. I did the same thing. I couldn't figure it out. How to get out of the car. How the hell do I get out of here? They let you in, but they don't let you out. Does, does the, does the manual come in Chinese or does it come in... Well, it's going to be um, Chinese because they don't sell the cars here. Yeah, I don't think they sell the cars. Oh, okay. In America. Ah, no, anyway, $66 billion. Okay, I'm glad I sold it. I'm anyway. Out. It was a fun ride. Pun fully intended. It was a fun ride. It's This is like Harlan Payan. Sell your peanuts while the circus oh, I is in town. Track down Harlan. The circus is fully in town. The elephants are standing up on the barrels, bouncing, you know, balancing balls in the air. I mean, could it go to 100? It could go anywhere. But if I were coming in here now at 51, when the company's worth 67, and I was yesterday's value, so this company's worth $70 billion. I mean, I guess we argued the same thing with Tesla, but, you know, this is now up from $10 two and a half months ago. I mean, this is starting to get to a point where, holy, this is starting to get overdone. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go to the circus unless the elephants were wearing masks. <laughs> you don't want them breathing. <laughs> they blow air all really long ways, so it's true. Oh, we gotta mask up those elephants. Uh, so anyway, so. Uh, shorting the, circus stocks. The, the group here, led by Neo, uh, NIO, XPEVLI, uh, NIU, is one I didn't mention. Uh, What's NIU do? I'm, I've heard of that one, but what are they? What do Northern think? Illinois University. I think it does. What do you think it does? I don't Dennis, know. Dennis, why, why do we do free market? Does something why don't we start an electric car company? We're so dumb. You're right. Why did we start pre-market prep? We should have been starting an electric car company and we'd been rich. All we had to do was, you know, to come up with a concept and roll the car down. Oh, the yeah. Hill. Yeah. Would have yeah. been fine. We'd be billionaires and we'd be retired and sitting on an island and relaxing, you know, for the rest of our lives like Trevor Milton. Except, so, except for us, we would like, we would try and push it up the, like down the hill and we'd get. Yeah, I tried up. to push it up the hill. Yeah. We got running ourselves over. <laughs> all right we got ras yeah, coming on in a few minutes let's try and cover it. sorry about that folks yeah. you know i just get this just is a good hung, tangent though i get hung about. up on things and it's a big bubble it's a big bubble but the bubbles get bigger so yep. i mean we rode this bubble for a while i feel like i'm too late to the party to come now in some of these i mean i was in the fisker sold too soon i was in the neo i thought i held that one really well because i bought it 17 and i held it into the 40s so I thought I held that one well, but apparently I sold that one too soon too, because in this market you can, you know, it's not good enough to make a hundred percent on your money in, in, in two weeks. You got to make 300% on your money. So, um, the, it's a huge the bubble there. If you're Wall coming Street. here now, I think you're losing money eventually, but I mean, it's been, they're hot. They're hot. Could Fisco go back to 18 where it was before the merger, the SPAC merger. That's why I think where it's heading FSR, I would be a seller with both hands at 18 though. Um, it's 16 and a half. It's been an incredible run since they merged. I mean, the day they merged was the bottom and it's been straight up ever since. So FSR. And I like that Fisker guy. I watched him interviewed. He's pretty good. He's he maybe not Elon Musk, but. All right. Uh, back, back to the chat. Just before we bring Raz on here, we were asked a while ago about Salesforce. We haven't looked at Salesforce for a while. CRM. CRM. We haven't talked about that. Kramer oh, said this love. is the time to buy last night on CRM. So. Okay. I don't know how to use that information, but it's in, it's in consolidation at least. Usually he's buying when the thing's breaking, when the thing's been running for five days. So it's in consolidation station here. So it's a loved stock, probably eventually goes higher. I mean, I'm 
I don't really, I've never really totally understood what they do. Do you know what they, that like the yes. cloud? I mean, we say, oh, it's the, the king of the cloud. They help uh, people uh, sell things. That's not what Spencer, please oh. explain exactly. I know it's a cloud stock. I know it's the father of the clouds, like the godfather of cloud stocks. No, no. It's, CR- it's not the godfather of cloud stocks? No, no. CRM, like the, the ticker CRM, is not an, it, that's not an accident, right? Customer relationship management. I never knew that. Yeah. Did Holy you know that? crap, I never knew that. You yeah. learn something new on pre-market Spencer, prep all the time. Man. I probably made a thousand trades on this stocks. I Spencer's never knew what so the ticker smart. What? Say man. it again. It stands for cloud relationship no, management. No, no, no. <laughs> cloud relationship management. <laughs> customer relationship well, customer. management. <laughs> okay. This is what they do. Any business that sells things and they're, they're the sales force, right? They're, they're salespeople have to manage themselves somehow. They manage their leads, manage their inbounds, their outbounds, blah, blah, blah. Salesforce does that, okay? They're the godfather of software as a service. They're the godfather of customer relationship management software. Um, and, and I don't care they're the godfather of the cloud. I mean, the bloody logo has got a cloud in it. <laughs> so if you're like, the, so the Salesforce logo, Joel. They're the this is the godfather of the cloud. They're the godfather of software. You think about this, like a, there's like 55 cloud stocks, you know, that are all like, you know, worth a bazillion dollars. This is the one that started them all. Where did it, wasn't it from Oracle? Wasn't CRM originally from Oracle? Jason, help me explain to these noobs here. Holy cow, where is Jason Rasnick right now? Look at this room. He's like a DJ. What's going on here? It's DJ Raz bringing us some stock picks here. This is awesome. Look where he's at. Forget about this cloud. I want to know where Jason Rasnick is right now. Raz, can we hear you? Oh, he has this awesome studio and we can't hear him. Raz, maybe check check your audio settings. Uh, Uh... in the Zoom, try checking in. That is the most coolest. Um, or make sure your mic DJ Raz here to bring I, okay. us the picks. In any, in any case, the idea of the software as a service is a subscription model, right? You, and you, the, the, the point is. Testing, you, testing, you, testing. There we go. We yeah, got, we got you. All right. you Why do they it. mute this freaking mic, those dummies? These tech guys, <laughs> I'm my rocks at. I mean, literally. Come on, guys. Aaron Thomas, where the freak are you? Right. I call, anyways. Oh, I right. call. DJ Raz. What up? Good morning, home gamers. We're ready to get going. What a great day in stock trading. This is Jason Raz calling you from DJ BZ123. And Spencer's trying to tell me to shut the heck up. Oh, Jason, I just want you to help me explain to these noobs what Salesforce. What? Yes, I bought Salesforce a long time ago. And we pay Salesforce like 25000 a year. And that's what we do. Is everyone uses Salesforce. People operate their entire business on Salesforce. I have a friend, Signal Advisors. They started the company a year and a half ago, two years ago. They've already raised like $8 million. They're about to raise another round. And they literally operate their entire company in Salesforce. We use it for a CRM. So I want to look up Dennis Dick's information. If it wasn't in my phone, I would look it up. I would see his birthday. I would see his kids. I used to use a system called Goldmine. I liked it better, but Salesforce is way more complicated. But companies like a rock, rocket, rocket companies, RKT, they use Salesforce for like revenue tracking, all the data goes in there. Salesforce is so intertwined in your business. Salesforce is, a, is as important as AWS when it comes to hosting for most businesses that use Salesforce. But there's another stock that I gave to the, the home gamers, uh, HubSpot, HUBS, because they have a CRM that's Very competitive cool. with Salesforce and the yeah. CRM is actually really good. And so Salesforce has never really had a viable competitor 
um, to the CRM space. I think HubSpot is one of them. That's why I bought it at $68. And I was live on the show saying that. I, I just can't believe that you guys didn't know that CRM actually stood for something other than like the Salesforce ticker. Uh, but yeah. We all relationship learned, man. We customer, all learned, customer relationship management. We all learned something new today, I guess. All right. The Brad. father, godfather of the cloud. That's what I call him. Brad, yeah. what have you been buying and or selling in the last week? Oh, yeah. So I, I, I made a... I made a trade that was the earnings trade and I don't usually do like big company earnings. Trade. I went hardcore in Disney. I bought some Ooh, stock and call right. options the day of someone said I had earnings. And so I bought it and it, it did well. I bought it like a, I mean, it wasn't a huge gain. It was bought it like at 131 or something. It went to like 147, I think. Yeah, I was one. I don't know what the, what's this? Um, the symbols, the symbols DIS, but yeah, sorry. No, one, I was looking at the pre-market high. Jeez. No, what no, was the big good. pop in Disney from five days ago, though? Five days ago? Dennis, I don't know. Wasn't that the, uh, was it that Monday? Dennis, that was Monday. Oh, no. that's the, the Monday. Come on, man. Did they jack Disney okay, are you bucks are you, on that wait, Pfizer wait, data? Wait, guys, how are you guys letting Joel get away with that? Joel, say that again. Come on, man. Say that again, Joe Biden. Come on, Joel. Do that again. <laughs> Joel Biden. Joel Biden. <laughs> Where did you buy this Joel at 131? Biden. That was good. <laughs> yeah, that was good. He sounded just like him. I swear to God. I, I, thought, I thought Joe Biden. I thought Joe Biden got on this call and Joel just goes, "Come on, man!" I literally thought he did. I was like, "What's Joel your Biden. Joel Biden. That was actually going. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty yeah. bucks though on Monday on the Pfizer data. Disney. Holy, that was such a gift. There was a lot of gifts Monday morning. A lot of gifts and value, and and the gifts to sell. Wow. So yeah. okay. So what are you doing Disney now? Wait, I mean, we, we then someone's wife in the, in the chat works at Salesforce, so tell her to call us because Salesforce is too hard to use. Make it a little bit easier to use, okay? Thank you. Uh, what are we doing at Disney now? I'm holding my Disney. I am holding my Disney, Dennis. Why? Because the um, that's a good question. Very good question. <laughs> because stocks only go up. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, I'm meeting with that guy on Tuesday. Portnoy? Yes, sir. Yeah, let's get him on here. We've yes, been trying sir. to get Portnoy on. Yeah, you He's tried. Busy. He's busy. You, you tried, and then you gave it up, you know? I know. We uh, didn't try very hard. We yeah, reached out and I I went, went back I'm, and forth a bit. And then. If you have any questions for Portnoy, send it in the chat right now. I'm meeting with him Tuesday. Tuesday, I'm going on an airplane, guys. Corona, better be careful, but I had corona. I have antibodies, so I really can't supposedly – I don't know. That's what they tell me. But let's go back to Disney. So I, I bought Disney at 105 originally, Dennis. And then it went down to like 100, then it went to like 108, and it just like sat around there. And I sold it. I got out of it. I'm like, ah, this is dead money. And then I'm every day I was mad I didn't own Disney. The Disney Plus thing is be- for my kids, for my family, Disney, you want Muddy Ducks, who doesn't love that? A Miracle, all those shows. Disney Plus is going to be way more valuable than people think it is. And I think the expectations weren't set high for them. So that's why I bought it for this earnings play. I think owning Disney, they cut the cost at ESPN. I think you're in a good long-term stock. Eventually, Corona will minimize and the, the parks will be there. I will be annoyed if I have to buy Disney back at 180. And that's what happened. I should have kept my Disney at 105. I, I called it an impatient mistake. And that's why I'm, I'm still holding it. To, to I do guys. think long-term, year from now, everybody's going to be going back to Disney World again past Corona. And then you've got the Disney Plus and you've got the parks and it's firing on all cylinders. So I could get on board. I want a more of a pullback, though. I was hoping to get Disney. I was actually hoping that they would miss. I said this on the show yesterday. I hope they miss so I can buy this stock back at like 125 to 130. I sold my Disney back in the 140s before Corona because I was so scared of the coronavirus coming. I never rebought it though. 
And now I'm going to have to buy it. Obviously, I could have bought it at 100 bucks, but it looked like the end of the world back in March, zombie apocalypse style, and I was scared. So now I want the gap to fill. I want this thing back down to the 120 so I can rebuy my Disney shares for all those reasons you just cited. And, and then truth be told, I, I look at companies that have a bunch of ways to generate revenue that they don't. So for example, if Google wanted to create another $5 billion in revenue this year, they could, okay? You got to name three things that they could do in two seconds. They're not doing it. They could put a display out on the front page. They could have certain, they could do, there's certain things they could do. I believe that with Disney. I think there's a lot of assets that Disney has that they're not, you know, t- fully monetizing. I mean, to be honest, they could do, they could make, there's, they can make, you know, all these at home people, they, all these, you know, cause of Corona, they could have made a Disney education course. They could have done like, there's a lot of things they could do. They already have the distribution channel with the Disney plus. There's a lot of ways that they can monetize their business. They, you know, I just think there's a lot of, that's why I like Disney as a long-term plan. I think they have a lot of assets that are unrealized. Um, and a couple other uh, trades from this week. I mean, LTHM still has a, has a support out there. Um, I bought Ford. You guys ever hear Ford Motor Company? I bought you're Ford. in Ford now too. We're all in yeah. Ford. This can't yeah. be good. No, we're not yeah. all in Ford. No, we're not. Are, are you? You're, you sold your Ford, Spencer? No, I didn't. No, I thought Joel did. No, I, Joel. Well, did I you just sell did your a short term. I, 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 oh, he's I, out. Joel's yeah, out. I, I, That's scary, oh. actually, because Joel sells tops sometimes. So I'm kind of nervous without Joel in here. It but, was. I had a little bit more of a shorter term play on it. I'll look at it again, though. But but okay. But I am here to fight with you guys on something. <laughs> no, no. I know we're on the we're all the same stocks. You gave us lithium. We're, you know what? The lithium that we just saw this huge EV rally here. I mean, this is setting up to go again. I actually like this. I'm still long at LTHM. It's oh, been yeah. consolidation Whoa, station here one. for three days. I think yeah. this could blast eventually to twenty. So I'm holding on LTHM. Hey, there is yeah, Spencer. You tell me I'm too frequent with the chat and muting people. There's a guy you should have muted, but I'm uh, I'm trying, dude. The chat moves so fast. I'm trying to keep up. Anyway. Spencer, but I took care of it fine, and now you today they they were fighting. It wouldn't happen if, if you let me do it. They they won't give me access to the mute. Is button. somebody cussing? Be no, nice no, no, it's it's worse. There's a guy. It's worse. And Spencer yesterday sent me a message that um I shouldn't mute as often, and someone was being mean. And um yeah, yeah be and nice. So, Bottom line. All right, Jason. Speaking of being nice, what do you want to fight with us about? <laughs> Justin, we have a, a Discord somewhere. Okay, so Dennis and Joel, this is where you're wrong. You are wrong when you guys say that GM and Ford are going to be the leaders in EV. I said I said that they were going to sell. More I didn't EV say cars. Spencer. I said Dennis and Joel. Okay, I, think I, I never GM said. Ford okay, are sell first more of EV all, cars than anyone. Why am I wrong? I'll say right. it. I said it. I know. It's by the way. It's 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 a fair argument, and I, I mean this is what I want to say. There is a reason why Ford hasn't electrified its its fleet yet, and why they keep pushing it off and pushing it off. There's a reason. It's not just technology. It's because it fucks up their business model. Sorry, Joel. It Fs up their business model. Okay, it really does. Let me tell you guys something, okay? This is where my whole thesis on why I bought Tesla and I went so big in Tesla, and you guys hit it on. I wanna make sure I say it, because I want people to really understand what I mean by this. So an electric car, Joel, has 70% less parts than a combustion engine. There's no oil. There's no like, uh, you know, there's a bunch of different parts that aren't in the car. I'm not a car guy. Joel is. Joel built his car himself. So I, I don't know how to do all that <laughs> stuff. Okay. And so what I'm saying to you is if you go look at the revenue 
forget the revenue. If you look at the profit margin, where General Motors and Ford make their money, guys, is on service, service, service. And where their dealerships, they have a huge dealership network where they make their money, service, service, service. You get a, you get a car, you come in for two oil changes a year or whatever, and you're automatically in. With electric, you barely get that. And so because of that, guys, that makes a huge difference in, in the market. And they, if they move to electric, that service business would change dramatically. And they have pushed off this stuff for as long as possible. Yes, they have the Mustang coming out. Yes, they have other cars coming out electric. But there's a reason why that why they've just, you know, they go to the whatever, the, the thing that the magnet, which is combustion engine that makes them the money. They're not motivated for electric because they make so much less money on electric because the service goes down so 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 dramatically now will they get will they continue to follow the trend and electrify their their fleet they've been saying that for years but they keep not doing it there's a reason for it i mean i have an electric car guys i barely ever get service i mean i i feel bad for the oil change places i feel bad for the the chrysler service center i don't know what they're going to do so when you're when you have a business guys that's already around an entrenched business it's like it's why general electric didn't innovate and it's why google came around and built the best company in the world for innovation when you have these companies gm and ford they're entrenched they have their old way of thinking they have to literally throw that out and say all right we're not going to make money on the service of the car we got to sell these cars for more and that's it but then they're like oh wait we have all these dealerships we have dealerships like you know in every single city how are those dealerships going to make any money they can't do the cert they they're not going to make money on service oh wait it's much better for us to sell the cars direct like tesla does now what do we do with the dealerships there's so many channel conflicts yeah. That I just think, Dennis and Joel, that dream of yours, not dream of what you're saying, is way I, off. I, I think that's it's, fair. It's not way off, sorry, is, is, is off for the next four to five years. Yeah. It won't happen. Maybe further down because like one of the companies will get innovation and say, all right, we have to throw away the bath, the bed, whatever, and start over. And that's my, that's well, my that, opinion. That's you, fair. Joel, go ahead. If you, listen, if you listen to what I say, um, you will notice that I'm saying there's going to be less cars on the road. Okay, I think the way technology is evolving, the way life is moving, I think there's going to be a lot less cars in the road. Okay, and there's okay. going to be different modes of transportation, like like uh, like Josh. Josh, when he's 16, you're not going to get him a car. There's going to be like some new technology out there that it, you know, a, a little space. There's going to be different things. Oh, space ships. Yeah. <laughs> Like the Jetsons. So we're my, gonna a rocket pack. Yeah, we're gonna fly. We're gonna, gonna we're, we're gonna fly I just don't pack. see fly like all these out. cars, all these like I, I think cars are gonna be less a lot less cars on the road, you know, with the I same. Think the road, overall pie people. is going to shrink for yes. everyone. Yep. Yep. And but, Uber, so, people are gonna take Ubers, people are gonna take lifts, there's gonna be uh, you know, there's gonna be more carpooling. So there's just going to be an overall less demand from cars. So with all these new car companies coming up with all these new fangled things, I just don't see it. And I, I would, I, so I it's would, fundamental. I would, say, I would, I Joel's to Joel's point as well. I we I will say the reason that Dennis and I bought and Joel bought um, bought Ford was because it fundamentally maybe you're right, Jason, but. The stock head. The story is when when they get around to launching the the Bronco the next year when when they the F one fifty the F one fifty right thank you um that's a story and and that, and that can drive sentiment so it oh really, really was J Spencer I bought Ford too man that's I what I was gonna Ford. say why did you buy Ford when I you bought were... Ford because because of the Bronco 
And then I found it, but the Bronco, I bought it. The Bronco is so badass, Dennis. I, it, like, it looks so, badass. It, Dennis, here's what happened. I'm the, it, like, some guy who's an auto guy, he tweeted out, oh, the Ford Bronco sucks. There was a Bronco on the streets, but it's not the new Bronco. And so when they did it, like, it went viral. This was like six months ago, and this Ford stock went from like 702 to like 651. And it was the, not the new Bronco. They were thinking it was a new Bronco. The new Bronco that's not out yet is badass. I bought it because it's, I, like, I want that Ford Bronco. So I bought it because of that. I'm, I'm saying that like Ford, Ford's customer guys, someone said in the chat, I forget who it was. I'm, I'm stealing your point. He said that, um, or she said, I'm not sure. Sorry. Or whatever you identify as whatever. Dennis, I'm killing Spencer. Okay. For, Ford's customers are the dealerships. And whereas Tesla or, uh, you know, new companies that don't have a, you know, entrenched business, their customers are us. And so when you have to make money through the dealerships, what are they going to do when there's no service? It's like, it's yes, there's service with electric, but very little guys. And so it's a whole thing that's going to be messed up. I mean, I don't know how they're going to get around it. And so I just think combustion engine is going to be the thing. And like all these things, the E Mustang is going to take a lot longer to get out than what they're saying right now, because I think internally in Dearborn, which is headquarters, they're delaying the stuff, but I like Ford for a medium term trade because I love that Bronco. I think it's going to 10. Um, I mean, I agree trade and my, and I my target you. is 10 and then Kramer has been doing that too. I'm never on the same side as Kramer, but I'm on the same side as Kramer, which kind of makes me uneasy a little bit, but, um, I think Ford is going to 10. You know, he's been saying, actually, he said last night, he's Dennis, raising his price target to 12. Kramer Dennis, said. I was talking to Kramer last night. He said the same thing. He's a little uneasy. He's on the same side as you on this. <laughs> he never likes to be on the same side as me. Yeah. He's like, I, I was on the same side. I was talking, you know, and yeah. so he can't blame him. Can't blame him. Um, uh, a couple other stocks I yeah, bought. Um, fast, real fast. Real fast. Why? Are you, what's the rush? What's the, you got something to be, you got a hot date. Uh, yeah. I, I, I want to let people, people, you know, the closer we get to the open, the, the more people leave. And I, I want to give people time to. All right. All right. I bought, you know. I bought a little company called Penn National, P-E-N-N. You're copying it. me. Stop copying my trades. I went, what day did you buy Penn National? All right. I'll go. Uh, look, hold on. I bought it. The date was, let's see if I copied you or not. I thought I left, you bought uh, that a while ago. I got out of it, Joel. I got out of it better. too. I did this. I bought it. <laughs> I bought it. I, I bought it 11-9-2020. I bought okay. call what? options. Oh, you bought call options. Okay. I think I bought the next day. I bought eleven ten. Oh, you copied me. Yeah, you I did copy me. Jason. Yeah, I did, yeah, I yeah. I bought yeah. the day after Jason. I still own my. <laughs> I still own my Generac. Um, Sana. I hope you bought early on the ninth. Wasn't that the crazy day that we had? I don't remember. Yeah, don't it remember. opened way high and then gave it all back. So hopefully you yeah. bought it late yeah. on the ninth. Late, late on the early. I probably bought it middle time. I still <laughs> own my. <laughs> I still own my VSTO um people said i should sell it because there's no riots and then i bought a crazy trade guys and i'm not telling you guys to buy this but i just i want to own it it's like my delta trade that i still own i want to own this guys you I ready like for the delta trade better right now by the and way then, and then i have one question before one trivia question and whoever gets it gets a little swag item all, all right, right. I, my one crazy trade is rcl i bought that i bought like a, i bought like a march call on rcl a royal caribbean so that's rcl He's copying me again. Well, you did that I too? didn't buy RCL, though. I bought Norwegian. I went with NCLH. Uh, you did? Yeah. I did uh, yesterday. Um, I did. Wow. Why did you buy it? I want to know if it's the same reason. Because RCL or NCLH is the same thing. Why did you buy RCL? Because it's time to travel when this, like, thing Ah, like, he's listening to free market prep. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. No, Dennis, I, I know you've talked about this. It's time. Like, I, I'm going to New York for that, whatever. 
thing on Tuesday. But after that, I'm going on my first vacation. I like Spencer Israel's on vacation, like, you know, six weeks out of the year, eight weeks out of the year. I'm going to my first one, like December 18th to Florida. And I'm freaking pumped. I've never been pumped for a vacation. Like when I say vacation, I, I don't even mean like not works. I loved what I, I love doing this. I could talk all day to you guys and stuff. What I mean is I'm loving to go to warm weather, weather, yeah. go to some restaurants, walk a beach, put on my speedo and swim in that ocean. Like I'm excited for that. Then and I have not speedo. And I, I well, yes. And I, and I, and, 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 and I, and I, oh, I'm not going to say another joke. But I won't say it. And I, and I, and I have never been. So that's my thing. And so if I, you know, if I wasn't married and whatever, I would go like on a singles cruise. Like I'm ready to go. Like I'm, if I wasn't married, I'm just saying Royal Caribbean is going to get a lot of customers. Carnival. So I, like it, it's one of those things. So that's, that's why. Okay. My last, the trivia I, question. I just want I, to expand on it before you go to the trivia question. We're going yeah. over time here, but I agree with everything you just said. And the reason I went yesterday and I bought NCLH and I bought Win Resorts and I bought Save and I bought American Airlines was one, I didn't have any exposure to the reopening and I got a little wake up call on Monday that, hey, maybe there is some light at the end of the tunnel. These stocks came all the way back from where they were Monday. I talked about it yesterday and I think people travel as well. I think people want to get out of this and we're going to go into lockdown. It's going to get ugly here. We're not out of this thing by any means, but we're closer than we were before Monday because I believe the vaccines are coming. And I believe once people are confident enough, they're going, that's the first thing they're going to want to do is go travel because we've been cooped up here and you know, it's going to be one. I want to get out there. I want to go on vacation. You're going to see this huge boom into travel again once we get past this. And I think that comes later next year. hundred percent. And I want to tell before I do the trivia, then I want to tell them one dumb thing I did and be honest. So I, I, I bought spirit airlines, or at least I thought I did. Okay. (laughs) Actually buy. I was in the live show. We had our Benzinga bootcamp thing, Dennis. And I bought, so I'm live. I'm like, I'm buying this stock. I'm going in hardcore. I bought options. <laughs> I bought SPR options. Okay. Spirit Aerosystems. Not Spirit <laughs> stock. <laughs> All right. That's great. And, and so Neil Hamilton. That's a reopening play too, though. So you're okay. That's a point. Hold on. This Neil Hamilton, who's on the thing, he's like, he didn't correct me because he was like embarrassed to or like it make me look bad. Anyways, I bought the options. I don't mean I didn't know what it was. They went up 162%. I sold them for a hundred and ten percent gain on the on these <laughs> not an accident trade. It was an accident trade. I bought like a eight hundred dollars worth of like the spirit thing, and I sold it for like sixteen hundred dollars once Luke and Neil told me my mistake. And so I, I'm, I I like spirit because spirit appeals to travel. Okay, so the trivia question: first one to get it in the chat, and if you don't get it, then that's totally fine. But I'll send you swag. It's it's a. I'm just looking at that. I'm on the camera right now, and I see this little logo here. Okay. See that logo? Target. No, no, Joel, you can't. It's not for you. This is like when I'm with my kids and I'm like, kids, don't say the answer. And then Joel just like says the answer. Are you freaking kidding me, Joel? Okay, so so the the logo on your laptop, is that what you're saying? Yes. What company's logo is it? And the hint I will give you is it's one that we talk about a lot in the chat. And it's not, it's, it's just part of the logo. It's the, it's the circle. That's a golf ball. Right. Ooh, someone got it. Yeah. Someone well, got it. There's a bunch of people. Okay. One I, day at a time. Got it. No, he's first. I mean, a bunch of people. It was one day. It's, oh yeah. You're right. They, uh, a lot of got got you're it. right. You're oh. right. You're right. You're faster than me. Okay. So, uh, time, got it first. so, e- so email Jason at Benzinga.com. That's me. I'm Jason. And that was Joel who almost gave it away. I would have killed you, Joel, if you got it right. Jason, say the answer. Oh, rocket. It's rocket companies. It's yeah. the, uh, it's from the rocket mortgage classic. 
that's what that logo is there. And I saw it in the background. I'm going to have to get Rocket to sponsor this little, pro- this little show. I'll get a sponsor. I'm going to call Rocket right now. But yes, you won that, that one. I, what's his name? We all own the stock, so they should bullish. sponsor the show. I, I, I see Bullish was the first one. In, bullish in was the first one? Are you sure? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. All right. If you're sure, then email Jason at Benzinga. Um, your shoe size, your shirt size, your cup size, whatever it is. I'll send <laughs> it off. Jason okay. Resnick is the founder and CEO of Benzinga. It's come off every here. Friday. Follow me on Twitter at jasonresnick.com. As always, send to your broker that, or send to Yahoo Finance that you want to see more Benzinga. You send me a screenshot of that. We'll send you swag. We're doing it away. Let, let people know about us. Spencer, Joel, and Dennis are the greatest three gentlemen that I know in this world. And I love <laughs> support. You know what? Hit, hit, hit the like button for your host. Let them know that you love them because they they need to be loved. Joel has a tough weekend ahead of him. Has anyone, has anyone consoled Joel yet or no? No. Oh my we, God. He has, we, a, he has we, a tough we, weekend we, ahead of him. And I, and, and I, I do, I, and I do, I do too, but I do too. But Joel just takes it a lot more personally. I've, I've, I've been and, going to my therapist okay. uh, on zoom and uh, we can talk about it. I, I have a theory of what's going on with Michigan football, but I, I don't want to just, we can discuss it off. The I, I, I try not to make him on for that reason. I mean, it's sad. But, in but, the whole year 2020, you know, the ups and the downs, Michigan football, you know, it kind of fell down the priority list a little. That's good. All right. But we're going to beat those Wait, Badgers, Robin. Is, I don't care. You know what? That, I heard that they have their water boy playing quarterback. They have like 17 <laughs> players dude, that are out with the Rona. So we're going to crush I'm, them. I'm, I'm sorry, Spencer. But Jesus. I love you guys all. You know, tune in to more shows. We got more stuff. Great stuff coming from the pre-market prep show. They got some great stuff in the works. We've, we've listened. We've heard. Another couple of weeks, you guys are going to be pumped. We got a lot of things. You see the little studio here that I'm talking to you from. Just get ready for more stuff, more antics, more profitable trades, and uh, have a great day. All right. That's it for him. That's it for us, too. So as Jason said, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. We appreciate all the feedback, all the questions, comments, concerns in our chats, all three of our chats, our YouTube chat, our Benzinga.com chat, and even our Benzinga Pro chat. Please remember that all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Everyone have a good rest of your day. We'll we'll be back with you throughout the day. As Jason mentioned on YouTube, Joel and I will be back at 3.40 p.m. Eastern time. Have a good day. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.